Do you have a show or a YouTube channel, podcast, or relevant product that you want to promote at the top of the Elseworlds Exchange? Well, now's your chance, man. For 50 bucks, you'll get a month's worth of plugs at the audio version right here of the Elseworlds Exchange. Right at the top of the show, first thing they'll hear, now it'll probably still be my voice, but you'll write up a short one-minute plug, we'll record it, and toss it at the front of the show. Or, alternatively, for 20 bucks, you can get a month's worth of plugs at the end of the show. Right after you hear us sign off, same deal, one-minute scripted plug for your stuff. How do you take advantage of this incredible opportunity? Just go to therealcomicpop.com, hit the contact button at the top, and fill everything out, and we'll work it out through PayPal. By the way, we do reserve the right to reject or accept based on our own personal taste. I'm not going to plug your Nazi podcast, man. I'm sorry. You know what? I'm not sorry about that. But you're not going to do it anyway. So go to therealcomicpop.com, hit the contact button at the top of the page, fill everything out, and we'll work it out. Worth it. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland comes a friend of the unfortunate, enemy of criminals. Mysterious, all-powerful character, a problem to the police, but a crusade of law. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Off the Rack, the comic book review show where we take a comic from last week or a number of comics nowadays. Yeah, it's kind of a lot this week. Talk about them and then let you know what we thought about them and then, of course, give you recommendations of books that come out this week that we think you should pick up. I'm Sal. And I'm Tiffany. A lot came out last week. It really did. Sorry, I was literally reading the chat and then I was like, he's talking to me. He said his name. I'm Sal. Oh... And I'm me. Take it away. Yeah. Um. Hey, guys. Um. So, yeah, we got a lot to talk about this week. Can I talk about something really quick that has nothing to do with comics? Please do, I yes. don't know if anybody's going to notice, but, like, I got my hair cut, and I just wanted to know I hate it because it's too short, and I didn't... It's... Ah, it, this, is, this is, like, my little vlog moment here. Uh-huh. Where it was, like, I called the, the person I usually go to, and they're like, by the way, she only works, at, like, Saturdays over the summer. I know. Just one day a week. She's booked... The Saturday that I was like potentially could have gone. So yesterday she was off the following Saturday and I was like, I'm never going to get my hair cut. So she's like, let me give you someone I recommend. I was like, great. And yeah, it's just, it's too short. It's too short and I hate it anyway. No, it's true. Uh, But uh, I like it. I I don't. I don't. Uh, So yeah, by the way, uh, we are going to be talking about Tom King's Batman number 50. So if you don't want to be spoiled, please Stay out of this episode because it's all going to be spoilers. We're going to do that a little later on. Yeah. Um, and this isn't going... We tried this week, honestly. Like, somehow it kind of worked out where it's like, we're going to definitely talk about some books we did not like this week. Mm-hmm. But we're also going to talk about a lot of books we really enjoyed this week. That's true. So we're gonna, it's going to be a little bit of everything. That's right. A L- uh, little bit of everything. Yeah. Robert Hicks from the Super Chat said, Until Tom King leaves, I'm never buying Batman again. It's uh, fair enough. I don't blame you. And uh, Tales from Island Z, what's we, what was in that prenup? I guess that explains, like, why <laughs> things that took place in 50 would have happened, I guess. Right. Uh, it's a good one. Solid joke. Hope it yeah. landed at your comic book store. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, let's jump into it. Uh, the first one we're going to talk about is The Death of the Gremlins Themselves, Death of Inhumans, number one, written by Donny Cates. Yep. Uh, with, actually, it's really, really incredible-looking art uh, by ah, Ariel Olivetti. Yeah. So, the reason we ended up picking this up was because... We, you were just so taken. We were at the midnight release. We went release. to the midnight release. I was so taken by this variant. This, I know, and I know it's like a, like... It's an homage to the yeah, death of Electra. Yeah, and I, and I know that, but, like, I was so just, like, blown away by, like, the movement and the emotion and just the whole nine with this with this cover. So we actually left the midnight release, and we came back because I won the raffle prize at the midnight release, which yeah. was really nice because that was the day I got the haircut, and I... <laughs> needed a pick-me-up. I really needed that pick-me-up. Yeah. So I ended up getting this, which is funny because yeah yeah it's like i was like medusa wouldn't have this 
Yeah, unless she was on the show. Uh, but yeah. Medusa's are really easy to draw. <laughs> like it, 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 she lends herself really well to like artistic expression. Like yeah. you can do some really powerful stuff but with Medusa. It's not just her hair. Like they did such a good job on her face. Like this, I just love this cover. I had I had to own this image. That's the Russell Downerman uh, variant, by yeah, the way. Yeah, I not, uh, had to own this. Yeah, so it's actually way better than the than the regular cover. Yeah, yeah. Because I tried to use it for a couple of thumbnails, and I've just been like, I hate that cover. I think it's like. I think it's like a stock image of a skeleton, and then they just like slapped on like the top half of Black Bolt's mask and like superimposed right. some really too dark images. Just really sucked. Right. I was like, not great, but this is not bad. But because I bought it, I was like, let me read it. And then I, I read it. Here's what's funny, everybody. Was totally not paying attention to this whole book. Um, obviously, as you can see, there are no credits on the cover except the person who did the cover. Yeah. I didn't know Donnie Cates wrote this until I got to the last page. Mm-hmm. Which was funny because it's just that let me read it without being like... Uh, biased? No, yeah, yeah, exactly. I was completely objective by it because I didn't know who wrote it. So yeah. I, was just, I was just reading along and I gotta tell you, I really liked it. Yeah, well, let's jump into what happens in this book. Uh, the idea is, of course, that the humans are off. They have their the, a new city uh, yes. and the Kree have decreed if you will, uh, <laughs> that uh, the Inhumans either need to join or die. That's the very simple message that they've embedded into the bodies of many a subject yep. of the five families I of like the Inhuman. Embedded. Yeah, well, like etched <laughs> with some kind of cutting implement. Some sort of sharp item. Yes, but uh, Inhumans are being slaughtered across the galaxy by ostensibly the Kree Empire, mm-hmm. or most specifically by an emissary, uh, more like a bastardization of the Inhumans themselves, yeah, a, a, it, an emissary from that group. Uh, known as Vox. Yes. Kind of like inverted Black Bolt like character. Like a super inhuman. Like a super... And in fact, not even like. No. They're called super inhumans, yeah. which like, fine. Yeah. But, uh, so Black Bolt gets the word. Uh, he's going to make uh, some time with the other four members of the houses of the inhumans. The, yeah, because, the four queens. Because we got to do in Game of Thrones the inhumans. And uh, so he meets, he goes to uh, to meet with them, yep. and it turns out that they were all slaughtered. Yeah, because they, they tried, like, they started the meeting before them. Yes, because like, they knew, and it, it, in fact, uh, Cates' uh, narration also indicates that Black Bolt will vote for war. Yeah. You know, join or die, he chooses death. Well, he chooses neither. Yeah, well, He's he, just like, I don't he like- chooses cake. <laughs> and instead, uh, but the other four are like Black Bolt's going to go to war. We got to make peace with these people, so they 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 take uh, joining, they take surrender. Well, they're 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 just meeting, and all of a sudden he shows up, and they're like, "Hello." Yeah. Well, no, they they and then they're like, as I understand it, they vote, and then uh, Vox shows up, and then yeah. Vox is like, and the narration kind of indicates that Vox is like, the Cree won't have cowards in our yeah, army, and like we didn't really want you. Yeah, we we're just... kind of really going for like the main Inhumans. It's kind of like a meta-textual talk about, like, yeah. well, we don't really care about, like, these new Inhumans. We don't care about making more Inhumans. It's more yeah. like, we just want, like, the main Inhumans that people like or remember. Yeah. Also, you they weren't part of a prophecy. Yeah, and, and Black Bolt is. Yeah. So, you know, we just kind of got to get this whole Black Bolt situation under wraps. Yeah, <laughs> and we're going to do it by creating, like, an endless, sprawling, like, war of death. Yeah, yeah, and it, and like really, this issue kicks it off where like, first of all, the cover indicates one thing, yeah, which I oh, love that. Oh no, Black Bolt's gonna die. Yeah, right. And then you know you definitely see a uh, uh, you know several Inhumans that may or may not care about who are dead. I then, certainly don't recognize them. Then the four queens die, and then we actually have someone who you know is among yes, Triton. Yes, uh, goes to inspect. Well, he gets the gist of it through a telepathic mind meld. Yeah, because someone's the still kind of no, I, not I quite th- dead. Yeah, I think it's one of their emissaries. She's yes. just she's still alive, and it's like you. It's so funny because you can immediately see that something's up. 
Like, yeah. something's not right there. Mm-hmm. And you're but, like, uh, hmm. Yeah, but the body's rigged, and it's set to explode and kill anyone in the near proximity. Mm-hmm. Uh, it only gets uh, Triton before Lockjaw's teleportation powers kick in and save the other Inhumans you care about. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so, like, Crystal and Lockjaw and Medusa and Black And Bolt Karnak. And Karnak and uh, the other guy, the one who was voiced by Michael Dorn in the uh, Fantastic Four cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, uh, but by the way, so Triton dies, no skin off my back, but Medusa gets washed up, uh, from Serenity. <laughs> yeah, she, she got... She gets mortally wounded, or at least seemingly mortally wounded. Yeah, she's got a big thing sticking out of her gut, basically. Yeah. And, like, so they end up putting her in, like... A stasis chamber? Yeah, of sorts. And, like, that I thought was honestly, like, I thought that was a really nice scene, because, like, presumably Medusa thinks she's going to die. We, yes. we don't know her fate as of yet, obviously. And she wants Black Bolt. Black Bolt to tell her that, that he loves her, yeah. but he wants her, she wants him to say it. Right. And it's like, yeah, but I would eradicate you. And she's right. like, yeah, kill me, because I know I'm going to die. I, I don't even know if Or maybe just she's just that. so delirious. I think that she's just like, I've never heard you say it. I want yeah. you, or, you Aww. know, whatever. But like, I want you to say the words to me. Yeah. Like, it's one thing to sign it. Right. It's another thing to hear you say it. It's true. And like, that's, uh, and like, I think that's very sweet. That's, yeah. that's a very nice little, like, moment between the two of them. Um, but meanwhile, like, they're, Basically, they haven't pieced together yet where they need to be, and they're just kind of like regrouping. Mm-hmm. But back on New Artillon, yes, I have to be careful because I really want to call it New Attilon. No, it's not. It's Artillon. It's Ar- Artillon. Arctillon. Arctillon, unless the sea is silent, in which case it's Ar- Artillon. I don't right. know. Right. Um, Vox has shown up, and he's laying he's waste. Wrecking everybody. Right. To, like to all the Inhumans who are there, mm-hmm. and then. He comes upon Maximus the Mad, who is, of course, a force to be reckoned with in and of himself. Yep. Uh, he breaks out a sweet-ass gun and yep. tries to hold his own. And he does for quite a while. Yes, he... until Black Bolt gets the idea in his craw to go rescue his mad brother. Well, no, um, he, he realizes where they've gone. Well, they gotta go to the... Yeah, they yeah, gotta go like, to Arctillon. we have to go home. That's what they, they want us to come here, mm-hmm. and we need to go home right yeah, now. And, and so he goes into, like... This little like room. a jump drive room where it's like, okay, we gotta make the ship go faster. How are we gonna do that? We'll power it using your voice powers. Yep. Uh, so Black Bolt says go. They get into range of, te- of Lockjaw's teleportation powers. Lockjaw shows up in the room first. Yep. Um, and he aids M- Maximus the Mad in his defense against yeah, Vox. Yeah, like he picks up Vox like a choo toy. Yeah, and, and it's pretty awesome. Away. And uh, yeah, uh, Talon one two one three four. This makes me sad. Charles Soul's run was so solid. I've heard really good things about it. I mm-hmm. have all the trades. I just haven't had a chance to pick it up because like whatever. But. Um, yeah, so uh, Vox had enough, and then he breaks out a kind of like variant on Black Bolt's voice powers. Yeah. Where he shoots like beams that create big orbs of empty space. Yeah. And uh, he kills Maximus Mad, and more importantly, yeah. he kills everyone's favorite in human lockjaw. So we lose three key members of the royal family in this book Triton, Maximus, and Lockjaw. And Medusa's down for the count. And presumably. Medusa's at least off the board for a while. Yeah. Uh, we also lose one of the most powerful players in the human family because Lockjaw is their teleporter. They they can't just be anywhere now. They yeah. are they are subject to conventional means of transportation. Exactly. Oh, and a, a, an interstellar travel as well. Yeah, and you know voice travel. Yeah, uh, but by the way, uh, there's a cool narrative stru- uh, device that keeps going through where Black Bolt is chronicling the names of the dead. Yes, and he's, he's filling his book list. with it, and each yeah. book is weighed heavier by the words. Yeah, of, by the by each like and, adding and, name. Yeah. So, uh, but it's it, but uh, so and it's uh, even the narrator says like it's you're gonna be really sad to lose Lockjaw. <laughs> yeah, he also yes, no, it's true, and I also appreciate Kate's bringing this around to Rome. Oh my God, yeah, it's it opens such up a, or, like a uh, clever like way to. I mean, 
immediately give you an idea of what's going to happen. Yep. Like, don't be surprised. No, oh, it, the writing in this was superb. Yeah. Uh, that that the, not only the echoing of the Rome thing, but the, the, the last line of the book. Yes, and um, honestly, this is why I was always, like, the, I think why I was a little disappointed by what he did with Strange. Cause, right, because it's like you were expecting this kind of greatness. And yes. And it was just like, it was just something else. Yes, exactly. Uh, it was something else. But that being said, this is one of my favorite Inhumans as single issues of all time. It has nothing to do <laughs> with the fact that I don't like them. And here's the and thing. And that they're dying. And that they're all going to go away. It's that, and, and by the way, it comes on the eve of a bunch of death books. Death of X. Death, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. But like, it's actually kind of awesome. Um, it's awesomely written. It, 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 I like characters who are kind of like pushed to the lowest depths mm-hmm. only to have them hopefully rise up. Like, yeah. I, if this book were just a slaughter fest where it's like a, it's, it's like a Saw movie or a, yeah, I don't or a Final want Destination flick, yeah. like, I would be disappointed. Uh, n- not just because, like, be- because I want these characters to be cool. No, I was going to equate it to a mythical animal, but it's going to immediately conjure another idea. But I'm still going to do it. It's like with the, an actual phoenix. Right. You know what yeah, I mean? not like, the phoenix. They have a to, phoenix. like, it, what makes them so it has, special. It has to die. It has to die before it can be reborn. So, uh, I don't know. I think that's cool. I agree. Martin Archuleta, thanks for being awesome. Are you guys reading The Immortal Hulk? I'm digging it. Tiffany, your hair looks great. <laughs> Thank you. I feel like it doesn't, but I really appreciate that. I kind of want to go and pick up Immortal Hulk because a lot of people are saying it has like certain horror elements to it. And I've seen some really great panels from it. I'm yes. just kind of like... I kind of want to be on board for that. I hear so it's great. I, I also might... saw that hilarious page from an upcoming Champions where uh, Amadeus Cho is like, I'm not Hulk anymore, so I'm going to be called this. Brawn? Brawn. Like, like the brawny towel guy? Yeah, so he needs to get some uh, flannel shirts. The problem with Brawn, by the way, just a quick tangent, is like the best name for Red Hulk was Tank. Because he's like a general. Right, right, And also right. he's the tank of the Avengers. Yeah. But they never did it. <laughs> so now you have the opportunity to actually do Tank, Hank. and they still don't do it, and instead it's this lame-ass name. Anyway, Hulk's back. That's cool. Yeah. You know what else is cool? Death of Inhumans number one. I highly recommend this book. Not only just because, yay, the Inhumans are going away, but like for me it made me feel bad for them. It really I made me feel bad for crapping on them for so many years. I was like, you know... If it were interesting, and if it weren't that they were replacing the X, if it wasn't so obvious that it was like, no, you want to like, see, this is a, this is a book that almost like you didn't need to kill the Inhumans. You need to put them on a on a planet called Attilan and just drop them someplace and leave them alone. Yeah, that would have been enough oh, for me. It's almost like a like a weird Ultimate Universe kind of situation exactly. where they're like they're over there, they're over there, they got their, their own shit to do, and they got a lot of things happening. And that like that would have been fine. And yet to see them die like this made me kind of sad. No, and, it's true. And it was, and you know why? I think because it's well done. It's, it's not really well. It, you know, it's not it's not hacky or, or obnoxious. It's not gratuitous or frustrating. No. It's just it's just it's just very expertly handled. No, and, and honestly, it get, like the way it's written and the way Kate's handles it overall, it's just it really creates a, a, an excellent feeling of like of hopelessness. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like where it's like, how could they possibly come back from this yeah. even remotely? Right. And like, what will happen to the survivors if there are any? Yeah. Like, I'm just like, that's just... Right. And I and for me, I hope there are some. Like, I hope yeah. people make it. Well, I wish it had been Lockjaw, but whatever. I do too. But it's like, but you know what? You gotta, you gotta do that. Yeah. In order to like raise stakes, make it serious, put them in a place where they can't just teleport where they want. They can't just go to Avengers Mansion and be like, I know that we're lame, but like, can you help us out? Right. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, yeah. I'm excited. And I'm excited for the implications of the cosmology. Yes, and I'm hoping we get some more sweet variants like this. Totally. Well, you know, Dowderman knows what he's doing. So, yeah, check it out. Absolutely. I recommend it. Yeah, I absolutely recommend it as well. And honestly, the interior art's great, too. We didn't even talk about that. Yeah. Um, Really good job. Oh, yeah. Not quite as expressive. 
Um, oh, but I liked it. it but was... like, it's 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 kind of gritty. Yep. And like dark and like kind of somber feeling. But not stylized. Like it. it was just it's a straightforward story. Yep. It's straightforward art. They're not. Uh, they're bringing their A game. The art is not like it's not a superstar artist. No. But it's also not like an artist who can't who shouldn't be doing this book. No, and it doesn't feel and this I don't mean this negatively, but it doesn't feel like a standard superhero book, mm-hmm. which I think is kind of cool considering the that topic not. at hand. Yeah. yeah. And also that. But yeah, so there totally. you go. So I would... yeah. You you heard it here first. We, I dug an Inhumans. Book. I know. I was like, I can't believe this. this I know. I, I read it first. And I was like, you gotta read this. Yeah, and I read it. I'm like, <laughs> this like, is really you gotta good. Gotta read it. It's so good. I, I think it's six issues, but I hope it. I, and I hope it is only six issues. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. It's really solid. Yeah. Um. So now we're gonna talk about a book that we didn't enjoy so much this. Week. Yeah. Although interestingly enough, I kind of dug this one too. So we'll talk about it. Uh, by the way, Liam Gibbons, have any survivors, aka Black Bolt, joined the X Men? This one? Yeah. All right. I'll tell you why in a little bit. Like when we get into it. Okay. So we're going to talk about Man of Steel number six, written by Brian Michael Bendis. But you didn't answer the question. Oh, oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I, th- I read, I answered it in my mind. Liam Gibbons, have, it, have any survivors Black Bolt joined the X-Men? Um, do you mean like have them do that? Or do you mean have they ever? Because have they ever? I don't think so. I think it's more like the Inhumans have brought in people like Johnny Storm, but like... I think Crystal did something once, but I don't recall. Um, but that'd be cool. Although it would be, and that would actually cause some great dramatic tension to have like Inhumans because they just had that Inhumans versus X Men war. Yeah, and then and they have the X Men be like, "Look who comes crawling back!" Right? No, the trick to do with the Inhumans is just make them Fantastic Four sub characters again. Like have Crystal join the Fantastic Four. Right. Right. Yeah. Like she did the first time. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, Man of Steel number six. Yeah. From DC Comics, written by Ryan Michael Bendis, this time with art entirely by Jason Fabic. Yeah, and I expected a little more from it. Yeah. Uh, so this is the this is the final issue. This is it. This of the is... miniseries that's contexting uh, the Superman run. Uh, Superman number one comes out yeah. this week mm-hmm. on Wednesday. So it's getting us ready for the Bendis period of X or, uh, of Superman. And uh, so yeah, we're we're getting more Rogelzar. And like, if you couldn't see the ending coming then you haven't read enough comic books. So let's jump into it. Uh, Superman fights Rogelzar. In, in the center of the, the earth. In the center of the earth. Which is like the kind of thing you'd hear from like, meanwhile, in the center of the earth, exactly. Superman fights Rogelzar, who's the name of my dentist. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> By the way, Rogelzar, apparently. Either Rogel or Zar or some variation thereof is the name of the doctor who helped perform the surgery that saved Bendis' life. Yeah, so, so he like naturally so, you name Thanks. You name this You like, named your lamest character. Your hideous after him. monster man. Yeah. You're the character that will be the most criticized. Well maybe he's like well like like he destroyed the disease uh, that you know, plagued Bendis' body, so is Rogozar. Plaguing the curse of or, 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 or you know, you know, reaping havoc on the It's true. Kryptonian the Kryptonian disease. disease plaguing the galaxy. Mod King Mopey, by the way, good boy cries. Oh, yeah. Make me sad about Sorry, Lockjaw. Lockjaw. You know, by the way, uh, in in memoriam to Lockjaw, we have a Lockjaw plush doll that we're going to keep on the back issue set here on out uh, in memoriam until Lockjaw returns. When Lockjaw returns, he'll he'll, he'll we'll put a little black armband on him. Oh, <laughs> or a little collar. I don't yeah. know. I don't want to demean him. But uh, but you will <laughs> see him there. So um, so uh, yeah. Uh, oh, so anyway, he fights Rogozar. I mean, like, here's the short version. He fights Rogozar until Supergirl does. The end. Yeah. Like, the, 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 it doesn't matter. He, like, he, he, Rogozar's fight has nothing to do with this No, because he's just like, I have to outthink him. I have to do the thing I should have done before. Anyway. But then he doesn't. Yeah, no, no. 
I'm circumventing expectations, He's Tiffany. Um, no, you're not. Because you think, like, oh, Superman's gonna finally fight Rogelzar on an intelligent level. Then Supergirl shows up with a Phantom Zone drive, which, conveniently enough, wasn't destroyed in the in the, in the uh, Fortress of Solitude. Oh, no, and... she had it at her house because she was getting rid of a couple of things she didn't want. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. So, anyway, she sends him to the Phantom Zone in the end. Yeah, because, you know, that way we can deal with him later. You don't kill a cash cow like Rogelzar. You put him in the stable for later. Uh, anyway, uh, the point of the book is to tell you what happens to John and Lois. Yeah, that, that was the whole reason for this issue. If you have not seen our previous episode of Off the Rack, uh, Tiffany thought uh, of a interesting theory, which was that maybe uh, it's actually a twofer, and John goes with uh, Jor-El under the condition that Lois comes too. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened. <laughs> I don't, I, and if you recall, I said, hey, I kind of like that idea if that's the case. And sure enough, that's what they did. They and did. they and they did it straight up. Like Perry fires Lois as a result of her wanting to take, however, like an indeterminate amount of time off. Yep. So Lois is gonna write a book. Yeah, but I'm like, you can't write a book about this. Nobody you knows can't. you're married to Superman. Right. What are you doing what, out there? What are you doing? Yeah. Uh, Superman's dad asked me to go with him across the galaxy, and so I met a lot of because neat people. He really liked the, the some of the articles I wrote about yeah. his son. Thought it'd be kind of fun. If maybe he had one, too. Makes no sense within the no, context of Superman. No, that part I was like, Ugh. But uh, if you need to justify getting rid of Lois, that's your justification. I guess, yeah. That, that's her justification, her character re- like reason for going, besides wanting to protect her son. Yeah. Uh, but also... But, in- like, from a Kryptonian. Right. By the way, uh, they also explain why Superman brings back his old costume that in the current continuity he never had. And the reason is because uh, the new suit that you like, the Rebirth suit with no trunks, uh, that one he gives to Lois as like a Kryptonian battle armor. Yeah. Which is different from the Kryptonian battle armor that he wore in the New 52, which is actual Kryptonian battle armor, which I hate, but at least if you're going to use it, it might as well make sense to give it to Lois so that it protects her. This one he gives her is just like a suit. But it changes. Yeah, but you push a belt buckle and it shrinks like Spider-Man's costume in Homecoming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, that'll be cool. Except, of course, that Lois, like, was Superwoman for a little while before she died. Yes. And then, like, her spirit got merged with her pre-New 52 self mm-hmm. and became Lois. What? Hey, uh, DC, can you do me a favor? Can you have a crisis and release a friggin' book that tells me what happened and what didn't? Because that would be great. <laughs> because I gotta tell you, uh... I don't know what's happening, and it's getting harder and harder to keep things straight. And so that's why I'm proposing that you hire someone called a continuity director. Yep. And their job is to read everything and determine, kind of like how uh, Lucasfilm said they were going to create like a board of like Star Wars nerds who were going to like determine what was going to be in continuity and what yeah. wasn't. Do that for your comics. Yeah. Because I don't know which end is up. And when you keep doing things like Dark Knight's Metal, it gets more and more confusing. You get to the point where, like, when you read Batman 50, they're going to refer to, like, three different kinds of continuity. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know what's happening. Everything, Everything's uh, sideways. So, anyway, uh, get that going because this makes no sense. But, no. like, that's fine because also you got Bendis, who is, like, the uh, continuity director's worst nightmare. <laughs> anyway. It, it really is. So... Um. Yeah. So, uh, like, after a long and, like, not... I, I didn't like the conversations. They're terrible. Uh, it's not even worth talking about. Okay. They're They're bad. Yeah. Uh, it's Bendis at his worst. Yeah. It's not like Ultimate Spider-Man where, like, you see May and Peter talking and it's like, oh, it's real. It's happening. Yeah. It's more like when you see Peter talking to, like, uh, what's his name? Shocker in Ultimate Spider-Man where you're like, oh, who's, 
who says that? <laughs> that's fair. Um, so yeah, like at the end of the day, that's exactly what happens. Like she goes off. She leaves with jor and, and John. John, and... John acts like, oh, they, oh, also they spell Damien wrong. Yeah. Hey, nice job. Yeah. Whoops. Now that one, I mean, obviously Bendis doesn't know who Damien is, so like you can you can't blame Bendis for spelling Damien wrong, yeah. but you can blame the editor for not fixing it. It's just a letter. Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. Mister Roboto, problem: Catwoman and Batman are too committed. That's a problem. They're too committed. I, I don't know if that's the problem. Well, it could be on a couple of different levels. We'll, we'll talk about Batman yeah, in a minute. We will. We're gonna get there. Um, I there's I don't know. I, this book was. This issue in particular for me was so, like, just, like, I have all these loose threads, and even if they don't... Ever address them? Yeah, or, like, I'll just address them really quickly, and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter he if it likes doesn't make that, any He sense. likes to do that. Like, literally, like, at the end when, like, Supergirl shows up, and she's got the Phantom, the Phantom Zone, Zone thing, projector, yeah. projector, and Green Lantern's there, too. Yeah, because he was going to step in and, and save the day. Right, but... Well, like, we got to make it a super problem. But why, why, why put him in the panel? <gasps> uh, because I wanted to see Green Lantern in there. Okay, cool. And then at the end, they hold a little... A little vigil for Kandor. Yeah. Hey, uh, will Rogelzar slaughter everyone in the Phantom Zone? Since right? they're all Kryptonian? Right? Or will he make friends? Will he meet Zod? Oh, also, we got rid of Kara, too. Oh, yeah, Kara leaves, too. Because she's going to find out what's going on. I'm sure she will. She might. You know what Bendis' problem is? He's used to his books coming out like a month at a time. Yeah. So you forget how bad the last issue was or how, like, everything was whatever. So you just remembered you kind of enjoyed it. And then you read the next issue and you didn't necessarily read the last issue. So you're like, oh, yeah, this is kind of fun. But uh, when they come out, like, once at a week, yeah. once a week, is Zod gone, though? Is he? Somebody asked in the chat. Like, they're like, but, Zod, but Zod's gone. Like, first of all, which Zod? There's three Zods. Secondly, uh, is he really? Because Bendis is writing it. And... Thirdly, uh, like I said, there's multiple Zods. Yeah, but also there could be easily other Kryptonians hanging around. Oh in yeah, no doubt. Phantom Zone. Yeah. Hey, is Mon L still in there? Um, Rusky nine one one zero says they did refer to Super Sons of Tomorrow, so Bennis did read something. Yeah, yes. he'll read certain things. Oh yeah, no, that's the thing. But not he. Mm, I don't, I don't know. This just was too long there's just too many issues to tell this like prelude to all of your books yes too long to yeah. do this you didn't need this many issues at all oh no that's the thing this might have been cool if it was three issues yeah i could have done three issues this was uh yeah it was just it was just a little too much for me mm-hmm. like just too spread out and like trying to make too much of a mystery at it it's like you don't well, try to make the mystery just because well, especially happen. when there is no mystery like yeah. i'm trying to invent a mystery where there is none yeah the mystery of where i put your keys yeah. and then when you find out that i put them in the place I normally put my keys. Yeah. You've solved the... Mi- like, no. You just you just use common sense. No, it's true. And I gotta say, um, I don't know how I feel about the fact that part of the reason that John wanted to leave was because he didn't get onto the Titans. Right. And I don't like the concept of, like, I don't know, like, Superman and Lois's son running away from his problem like that. Like, yeah. that's exactly... He's, like, abandoning the entire planet. But then we won't have, like, cool adult John. Or we won't have, like... John, young John, eventually come back and go like, hey, as it turns out, you can't run away from your problems. I learned a lesson today. Yeah, your parents have been teaching you that lesson forever. Your dad, oh, right. like, exemplifies that, that In fact, example. I'm named after, like, the moral beacon of my father, so herp. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's just, it, it's... Yeah, no, I agree. Also, uh, I remember in Super Sons when that, had, when that happened, and it was awesome because Damien was, like, 
furious. And he's like, screw them. We'll fix this. Yeah. Let's ignore that. Uh, Silver Cricket, Zod, is currently in a Green Lantern uh, book. He is uh, his own planet where he and his family rule. Yeah, exactly. That one Zod. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Uh, Mod King, John, sure, I won't miss my friends. Take me away from evil grand. Take me away, evil grandpa, who I have met, but don't remember. Mom, you should bring the Hellbat armor or not, because, yeah, yeah that would have been also awesome. Yeah. Nope. It's a, it's a big fat waste of time with some pretty pictures. It was, I, you know, I really wasn't too impressed with some of Fabric's stuff this time around. Yeah. So, I don't know. This I was like just... Fabric Superman. It looks like real super. It looks like classic Superman. Yeah, it was just, everything was kind of stiff and just kind of like whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm just so sick of seeing Rokosar's face. Oh, my God. Um, Thankfully, it's in the Phantom Zone for now. No, it's true. It's true. But this, this whole thing was kind of a dud for me. Oh, big time. Regardless of like, you know, being like, oh, they like, It's setting up things. It's set up a thing and like, oh, yeah, Lois is whatever. I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know. Yeah. This was kind of a dud. I'm still going to, like, I, at least I want to check out what happens yeah. for a little bit longer. See if, like, after this whole, like, ridiculous kickoff, if, like, Bendis takes a step back and goes, okay, yeah, let me try not to do all the things. Right. And just focus on doing a couple of the things. Right. Also, don't, don't forget the last page reveal, which is the Superman's The Secret Arsonist. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Which, uh, by the way, Bendis likes to do this. Uh, either, because every last page of every book has to have a big, su- big surprise reveal thing. Um, it has to be either... Didn't we talk about that? Yeah, that it's it John like, yeah. from the future that's trying to tell his dad not to let him go. That's yeah. Tiffany's theory. Uh, my theory is that it's... Like, it, here's the thing. It could be that. It could be uh, Superman is doing it, like, in his sleep, and he's just stressed. Because, like, Pendis is a hack. I kind of feel like Batman might piece that one together. Yeah. But that's um, just me. He's only the world's greatest detective. Yeah, but, you know, it's Bendis, so, you know. All right. Uh, and the other theory is just that, like, it's not. Right. Like, it, it, that it's not, it's just, and we just, like, we needed a last that page That kid's reveal. a liar. Right. Or the kid was mistaken. <laughs> like, we just, we literally just, there are, there's a moment in Ultimate Spider-Man where uh, uh, Nick Fury's talking to Peter Parker and he says, your father may have just started World War Three. Yeah. His dead father. And the last page is Peter Parker or Spider-Man, like, looking at him going like, <gasps> and the next page, the next issue is him being like, no, not really. And there's a lot of those. Where it's like, Oh my god, this may just very well be the worst thing you've ever heard in the world. <gasps> what is it? Next issue. I accidentally got tuna salad. Instead of egg salad, I'm sorry. I know oh, you don't like tuna. So, overall, I gotta say, I don't recommend this. No, don't pick up Man of Steel. You, ca- you can figure out what's going on from it if you want to keep checking. If you want to check out Bendis' Superman, I would do so after this Superman one. number one comes out next week, I check it out. give that a shot instead. You can't, If you're with us right now, you know what happened. We told I, you what was going on. You, you you get the gist. I would just give that a try. Yeah. I really am hoping that he'll be more focused. Yeah. I don't know. It'd be really cool if like he left, and then somebody just like killed Rogelzar off-panel. Like Peter J. Tomasi, for example. Right. Uh, the Red Samurai. Wouldn't it be funny if Bendis' Walmart Batman and Tom King's Walmart Superman turned out to be amazing? Also, Tiffany's theories are always right, and it's a little scary. And they're not always right. They're really not. I, every once in a while, it's like throwing a dart at the dartboard. Sometimes. You gotta hit something. By the way, uh, those Walmart books, uh, good luck finding them, because really we can't. time. At least at ours. I don't know. Yeah, they're supposed to be in the section where the old DC Direct comics are. But those are still but there. Those are still there, and the books are gone. So, all right. Um, so yeah, that was uh, Man of Steel number six. Man of Steel number Don't six. Don't recommend it. Um, so next up on the docket, we're going to talk about Justice League number three. This was a big week for Tiffany and Variants. Um, yes, it was. Well, I, it was a big week for DC and Variants. Yeah, well, I really like these like textless covers that like both companies have been doing. Image yeah. was doing it a little earlier. Mm-hmm. Well, it's almost like 
Everyone wants that. I really like um, it, and like especially I, for your phone, like because you release them on like digitally, and then you can make them your background. Yeah, and this is lovely, and like it was right next to the one that had the title on it. But like, I love Hawk Girl. I love this outfit or this yep. costume. I love this look, even if she has the metal wings. It's still I, I like them. I like them a lot. I like no, it. totally. It's very cool. Um, so I had to get this. And, uh, yeah, this one, I, I thought this was just okay. I thought it was good. I, I really know, enjoyed I, it. It was actually uh, surprised, uh, because, mm-hmm. like, listen, you know, Scott Snyder and I have a rocky relationship, but, uh, <laughs> and, and I was kind of like, okay, total justice or what, no justice was no fun. Right, right. Uh, but, uh, and I wasn't really feeling the first two issues, mm-hmm. but I was a little bit better off on the second issue because Jorge Jimenez started drawing it. Right, right. And uh, he continues to draw it mm-hmm. uh, in this book. And it's... It, okay, by the way, every every issue of Justice League is going to feature uh, an intro story about a member of the Legion of Doom. Right. So uh, this one is uh, Sinestro contextualizing uh, the discovery and subsequent like interest in or control of the ultraviolet spectrum. That the idea is that Sinestro was looking for it uh, right before the... he became a Green Lantern. Yeah, yeah. Like... And then he got a little distracted being Sinestro. That happens sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes that happens. Yeah, I like the idea of him being an archaeologist. Like yeah. an Indiana Jones kind right? of character. It's cool. Yeah, that, that's neat. Like... Whatever. Yeah, but um, uh, but it's like it, it's two stories, right? It's like Justice League versus uh, John Stewart. Yeah, in, in a sense. Well, it's more or less like John Stewart and the gang versus the Ultraviolet Core, or yeah. like you know Spectrum, I guess. And um, yeah, but they fight John, who's been like overtaken by the Ultraviolet like power. power because instead of you controlling it, it controls you. Yeah. I was like, all right. I mean, like, sure. Fine. Not? That that's fine. Um, so they have a, a super cool fight, and Cyborg shows up. Yep, and like, you're like, oh yeah, Cyborg. Yeah, well, see, he, he like takes out Wonder Woman and Aquaman and Flash, who's yep. having his own problems anyway. Yeah. And then Cyborg shows up and like essentially like just like rupts the connection he has to the ultraviolet spectrum. Exactly, uh, Mr. Roboto. Seriously, what's wrong with Connor Kent? He he sold. Oh, uh, uh, he's not in the book. Uh, there's no Connor Kent for a while, but there will be probably soon. Yep, Connor Kent is a you know Superman's clone kind of yeah, um, Superboy yeah, and uh, they got and they got rid of him and then they did it did him wrong in the New Fifty Two, and now the rebirth happened. They just kind of don't want to talk about it. I think that I bet someone someone like Bendis will know about that. Yeah, be like, oh yeah, you guys want that? Ooh. Yeah, so you could see who knows when, but yep. like someone will remember and bring him back. Yeah, possibly the next no, because Tom King's doing the next Crisis. Yeah, that's right. So, Heroes in Crisis. Anyway. Look out for that. Um, So we've got the that fight going on, which yep. is then taken care of. And, like, they they start explaining what happened. And, like, John's like, it's not me. It's this whole thing. And, right. like, they get into that some more. But while that's all going on, in the totality, yes. we, got, uh, we got four fights or whatever. Yeah, we got um, Martian Manhunter. And we got John. Yep. And Superman. Mm-hmm. Um. Fighting I, lizard chickens. I like not. to call him John. You know, we're, we're close. Yeah, you guys are, you guys are buddies. We're pals. Mm-hmm. Not pals. Um, and they're fighting lizards and, and vultures and yeah. whatever. Because, like, they... Like, they're mutated they, into And, the... like, he, he calls it, like, devolving, in a sense. Yes. Or or re... Or more evolving. Yeah. I don't know. They're, they're doing everything. Yeah. Um, but their armor has broken off due to all the fighting and yes. just the totality itself. So, so it's going to start affecting them. Well, it's just the last... Yeah, they're, like... Superman's like, I could start to feel it at the molecular level. And I'm like, that's creepy. Oh. I'm like... I don't want to do that. Because, like... Superman, I believe that you can actually feel that. Anyone else would be like, that might be paranoia, and it right. probably is happening, but you can't really feel it. Mm-hmm. But Superman probably can. He's just like, no, oh, I yeah. do. He can see things happening on you. On a little, on He's a like, I feel things like that happening all the time. I'm like, hmm. 
Oh, cool. Creepy. Well, don't think about it. Um, but so, like, the last line of defense, of course, is Batman um, in Superman's body and Hawkgirl in Martian Manhunter's body. Yeah, and they're shooting the, like, infectious totality spores that are yeah. alive and attacking them within yeah. the, their body. Yeah, and it's funny, because, like, at one point, like, they, uh, uh, you know, Hawkgirl's like, I'm being attacked. Like, yeah. they're actively seeking me out and not taking care of what they should be taking care right. of. And Batman's like, I don't believe that. She's like... I've seen enough battles. I know what it looks like when you're ambushed. You have to trust me on this. And so he tells her to, to use... Activate the EMP from the Matrix. That's ex- I was going to say, he tells her to activate the white dwarf pulse, which looks exactly like the thing that they use in the Matrix. Uh-huh. And those little things remind you of like those... Of those things, <laughs> yep. Um, and um, so, like... It's funny because like she's like it'll kill off brain cells and he's like he can grow the back. It's Martian Manhunter. He's right, funny. exactly. Like, so like, all of a sudden, oh, like, we're gonna start like <laughs> playing fast and loose with Martian Manhunter's brain. Right, all of a sudden, like Jean can't remember like the code to like his locker. Yeah, and exactly. <laughs> he forgets about Chaco's all over again. Yeah, exactly. That's uh, probably for the best. Yeah. Uh, Taylor Pester, is this issue as wordy as the previous two? Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's written by Scott Snyder. This one's pretty wordy, and there's definitely like a history lesson in here, especially yep. talking like. Oh, now that we have an archaeologist on the team, it's like it's open season. Yeah, yeah. So, there is, but there's a lot of action in yeah. place with it. So Jorge Jimenez books doesn't matter how many words there are; it's always going to look great. Yeah, but I was going to say like I think they do a decent job of like intersplicing it, so you don't feel like you're going through a slog of like a certain page. There are it. some books that are drawn for Snyder where it just it's just walls of text. Yeah. And sometimes just fun to read. And yeah. This is one of those. Yeah. But uh, it, it implies the idea that, like, John Stewart was easily possessed by the ultraviolet spectrum because of a really bad time he had. No, because he sought it out originally. Oh, that's right. When because... He, because of uh, cosmic uh, whatever the hell. Because well, uh, he wanted to bring back Zanshi. Yes. Um, which, you know, he blames himself for its destruction. Mm-hmm. And so he initially had sought out the ultraviolet spectrum because he felt he could, he could bring them back. And, yeah. like, instead he found the diary of Sinestro... Journal? Right. Whatever. No, it's a diary. In my, I don't know what There's it is. a little key. It's pink. Hal Jordan, don't read. Um, well, Hal <laughs> Jordan, diary. Out. Yeah. <laughs> Gantha, don't look. Um, but, um. That's it. I was trying to think of the uh, of the book that I was reading. I was like, okay, so I was rereading an old book for back issues the other day, and it was uh, Jim Starlin's Cosmic Odyssey. Yes. And I was like, this is really cool. I forgot how awesome this was. We'll do this. And then I pick up this issue, and the friggin' book references Cosmic Odyssey, and I'm like, hey! Right? That's kind of cool. Um, so, yeah, so, um, so John realized that, like, Sinestro had been trying to keep it from being discovered. Yes. Um, and that there was a, like, dark planet called Umbrax that um which sounds like a great name for a villain that will probably pop up right right which well it's a it's kind of like a sentient planet yeah which i assume they're hinting at or snyder's hinting at its release when they were trying to stop the trees remember they released all the things from um the entropy or no from the source wall no from brainiac's planet oh <sighs> kalu yeah i remember they released all the, the planets yes. from there so i assume we're hinting at the fact that that was one of the planets that was released, and therefore that's why Lex told Sinestro to go. Right. And, like, get the, the ultraviolet spectrum, and he had intended on going there and being like, I'm going to put a stop to it, and instead realized it was kind of too late, so he just kind of went with the flow. Right. And, uh, yeah, so, like, inevitably, like, Sinestro shows up and tells, like, John that he's just like, there's nothing we can do. Yeah. Because, like, Umbrax is coming, and, and, and like, the last page reveal of that storyline is that umbrax is already here yes and it's like looking for the earth yeah and it's gigantic and that like the earth's kind of already part of 
its solar system core, kind of thing. Yeah. And like this could be the most powerful, largest core that we've ever seen before. Yes. Um, not to rhyme. I apologize. That's fine for that. Um, but uh, we also find out that uh, Joker's in a hot girl's ship. Yeah, and that's like so. Lex is in his own ship, following Batman, Batman. and uh, Joker's physically in the ship with. Hawk girl, and he's waiting his turn. He has like a chainsaw. Because he was going to cut her wings off. Yeah, I know, but it's just like, wow, could you pick a more clunky thing? Of course, it's it, funny. It's, it's funny. It's, it's a stealth mission. Ha ha. Get it? Um, Which also, Joker do you think it is? Also, uh, Jean, um, find, or Jean and Cal find a source wall looking thing. And again, we see Hawk girl being like, those faces look familiar. Yes. And like for a second, I was like, is it them? Yeah. Is it like weird versions of them? <laughs> Like, they don't really know. show it's you. It's hard to see. Like, it's really big. difficult to see because they don't really show you very much. Um, and he communicates with it telepathically, and he sees something yes. that he doesn't want to see. Right. And then they're going to, like, destroy them. Mm-hmm. And, like, Lex is like, yes! Yeah. Do it! <laughs> Mentally communicate with it. This is all part of my scheme. That's right. He's scheming. No, I'm a schemer again. Remember We're- me? All right, so there's like all kinds of things going on. Um, we have uh, Wonder Woman and Flash and Aquaman investigating um, the Still Force because like that's part of the whole ultraviolet uh, yes. spectrum thing. So they're, they're investigating that. Do you they... get it? There's inverted evil characters. We're doing an inverted crime syndicate thing. Yes, but they also find the White Martians down yes. there. Cool. Um, which are still alive. So, got so... evil Jean and evil Batman's gonna come. It's gonna be an evil versus everybody again. We'll see where it goes. So like I said, this one was fine. Um, slot, another issue Evil of lanterns. set up. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I'm still on board. Oh, yeah, like, no. That's first of all, the book's gorgeous to look at. Like, yep. this is like, easy to look at. So, like, lovely. Super fun. Yeah, colors are great. Everyone's drawn really well. Just yep. very nice overall. I'm telling you, I love this cover. But uh, I love these Jim Lee variants they've been doing lately. I know. They're just, great. Just, just... Tether Jim Lee to a desk and make him draw <laughs> covers. But everything's, all day long. everything's really uh, coalescing for uh, for Justice League. So I think if so. You, if you were worried about it, I try I try issue three. If you weren't on board yet, you're I, not gonna be. No, I think issue. I mean, like if you dive in on issue three, I think you're gonna be a little confused. Oh no, no I just mean like <laughs> if you've been re- if you read one and two and you're like, no, I don't know, try yeah. one more and then make your decision. Mister Roboto, Justice League movie went really dark. Why no Spectre movie? Uh, probably because like half the population doesn't know who Spectre is. And, yeah, uh, that would be. I think they could either do like direct to DVD Blu-ray or digital kind of or something or, like that, or maybe maybe start investigating your own like Netflix style shows. Well, they have the DC Universe thing. Just put it on that. Yeah, they got the Swamp Thing show, Titans, all the. There crap. you go. Yeah, do that. Yeah. So listen, never shot. say never. There's always an opportunity for them. Absolutely. Plus, like maybe like Titans that that Teen Titans Go cartoon movie. Yeah. It's kind of testing the waters about like what you're going to expect to see in terms of like DC movies because it references every character in the DC pantheon and they mm-hmm. all have like their own little movies in them and stuff. So, you know, if this movie does well and if like there's a lot of buzz about other characters, you'll, you'll see exactly. you'll see it sooner than later. All right, so we got one more book before we do Batman 50. The thing everyone came for. Yes. Um, but really quickly, I'm just going to talk about uh, the fact that Doctor Strange number three, 393. Three, whatever, but part three of Mark Wade's run. So if you're on the Mark Wade train right now. This is the third one in Mark Wade's little run. Yes. And it's a tie-in. Oh, damn it. It's always a tie-in with <laughs> Doctor Strange. I don't get it. Well, this one they had to because it's tied into Infinity Wars. Ooh, okay. That's fine. Um, and so naturally because of the movies um, and them suddenly being Infinity Stones. Yep. And the stones being different colors than yeah. they were before to match the ones guess, in the movie. Guess which one's in this one. Uh, the Time Stone. Yes. Oh, cool. Um, it's it, this Wade does a nice job framing this tie-in to make it work. Yeah. 
Like, he honestly does a decent job. Trying. He's like, yeah, well, he's, he's not a hack. He's like, doing he knows... the best that he can with this. And he actually, like... So, here's the thing, guys. I know you've heard me, like, not being, like, so super excited for this. And it's not that I'm not super excited for, like, the Kate's run or the Wade run mm-hmm. um, because of their writing ability. It's just because it felt like we were either too quickly reestablishing the status quo and now we've kind of backpedaled. Like, it's just from person who's been reading... You know, since since Aaron started this whole thing, you know, a couple of years ago, like I've been on this train this whole time, and now I'm like, it's like you're not talking to each other, right? Exactly. So it has nothing to do with writing skills or anything no. like that. But like for me, this one did a really nice job of taking a tie-in, making it work, and actually giving you a fun character moment for Strange. Yes, like and a apparently... really lovely character moment, which was like rough to see. Oh, but like it really shows that Wade understands the sort of responsibility that, that Doctor Strange should have okay. to the universe at large. Cool. Okay. Um, so as we know, um, Strange is on an odyssey with Kana to um, the archaeologist alien chick. Yes. To yes. like l- relearn magic, basically. And we see like a little fun... Is he relearning magic? I thought he was just collecting magical artifacts to like steal magic. Both. Because he's also like... they And they cover that in this like fun montage in the beginning where it's like them thieving things and him learning from like other like, you know, magicians, magicians on other planets. And, okay. Like, trying new things. I do this because this is literally like one of the moves that they're doing at one yeah, point. The mystical wax on, wax off. Exactly. Look, he's got to go find uh, Pat Morita. Yeah. He's totally cool. That'd be cool. Um, and like, so it's it, that's kind of fun. It's kind of mm-hmm. fun. It's cool, but like... Is he keeping any of it, or is it like he once he uses it, it's gone again? No, he seems to be getting it back here. Okay, cool. Definitely by the end of it, it's like something is like maybe I don't know. But um, this is where I'm. It's like, but we he just got it all back, and now so whatever. But that aside, if I'm just reading this and I don't know anything about that part, Mm -hmm. um, by the way, one one tie-in. This this is it, and that's going back to normal. And that's fine. I'm totally cool. Is it even a tie-in then? It is. Okay, because I was going to say, like, or is it just part of the universe? It is and it isn't. No, this is, like, they put it on the front of the cover, the whole thing. They're, like, tie into Infinity Wars, blah. I mean, like, it's just funny because it's, like, it just happened to work. It just happened to work. Like, okay, fine, this works. Mm -hmm. Um, So, anyway, Khan is talking to Strange as they're, like, fixing the ship and stuff like that. And, like, how he's just like, I told you we'd become friends, and isn't that fun? (laughs) And she's like, yeah, I mean, fine, whatever. Yeah, we're friends. Who cares? Um but um, he asks her about his her own background, and she alludes to something like sinister, or not even a sinister, dark, or dark sad, whatever. Okay. And like doesn't get into it, um, and instead says like, "Oh man, I I have like a boyfriend, or I had an ex boyfriend, and like his uncle was like a powerful wizard. And we should go to the planet and like and like you can learn from him." And she's okay. like, "Cool, cool." Or he says that, that that's fine, and she's like, "Have you ever been to Tarnax too?" And um, he's like. No, but, like, whatever. And then she mentions that, like, her ex-boyfriend's uncle is a Skrull sorcerer. <laughs> and Strange is like, Skrulls? Yeah, and Skrulls? Well, we can't, we can't be here. I don't know if you know this, mm-hmm. but humans and Skrulls don't mix. Yeah. I can't be here. We have to go. Right. And she's like, no, but he's cool. And, like, he knows that you're coming. <laughs> he's solid and he's it's, cool. Don't worry. Like, he owes me and, like, we're friends and, like, he's not like the other ones and it's totally going to be fine. Yeah. It's totally going to be fine. And he's just like, she's like, have you ever met a scroll? And he's like, like, yeah, they tried to take over my planet a couple times. Yeah, but he's just like, you know, he starts to question. And this is kind of where I, I feel like Wade kind of shines in the narration. Because the narration for me so far has been like, meh. Oh, yeah, where it's like, like, the sorcerer didn't believe the yeah, pretty lady. But in this one, it's more or less like strange wondering what it's like to be a shape changer and have individuality. Mm. And like, do you actually have anything like that? And then he alludes to like... The one, like, to a scroll who had, like, potentially the most individuality, but he had never actually met yes. on his planet. And, like, he's like, even that one, I don't even know. Is it possible that 
you know, they could have individuality. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you want to. Oh, yeah, Mr. Roboto, with Steve Ditko gone, uh, does that mean new stories? No. Um, Steve, Steve Ditko didn't have, like, any control or, like, stake in no. the creations he made. He he got credit, and I think he got, like, a percentage maybe, but for the most part, um, no, he wasn't, like, sitting on anything or protecting anything. No, I do wonder, though, if we will see an homage book come out. It'd be nice. You know, like, a little, like, just... Like... From both companies, because they both produce different... Oh, uh... certainly, but, like, for Marvel, you could probably, like... They could pull some Spider-Man writers together, some yeah. strange writers together, and like they could re-release uh, the Dusty Death book by Neil Vokes. There you go. <laughs> um, but you know what I mean, like so. I'm 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 kind of holding my breath for that kind of thing. Yeah, that'd be I nice. like when they do like those like one, two, three like page little yeah. stories, little vignettes. Essentially, I think the best thing you'll get is a variant cover, probably. So anyway, so they go to the planet, and uh, the whole planet is just like shape changers what like the flora the fauna all of it is constantly like changing and strange is like this is not okay i right. really shouldn't be here and he's like if at any point i feel threatened we're getting out of here she's like fine fair enough <laughs> totally fine okay so they walk past like or she she puts like illusion enchantments on them with like her like arcanologist tech magic stuff okay so they're walking through and like they see these scrolls and they're kind of cool it's like these scrolls just doing different things in different forms but like looking like themselves in a way mm. like so there's like a there's like a scroll centaur and like a person with like big stilt arms like it's just it's something so just happy yeah it's just something that's nice for jesus says to draw and have that's fun cool with scrolls of scrolls are normally a warlike race that like have like the, the, oh yeah but we're gonna, no no that don't know peace and quiet oh yeah so but it's we're, nice. we're gonna get there we run into the uncle and like strangers like wow i never thought to like allow myself to have multi arms and like like combine enchantments in that way. Oh, and so he's like watching him do this stuff. He's like, "That's cool." And he's like, "What the hell is that big green rock that he's <laughs> like got floating out there?" And he's like, "Oh crap! Mm-hmm. It's the time stone, right? Time jam." Yeah. Because by the way, Mark Wade does something where he like puts time stone in like quotes. It's funny. Where he's like, yeah, stones, sure. Right? And so he's just he immediately thinks of Thanos. He's like, we have to get that and get the hell out of here. <laughs> and that's about the time another scroll shows up and is like giving the uncle a hard time, being like, Have you unlocked the secrets? We have to use it. Like this it's got too much power. Like I want to be able to go back in time and like change a bunch of stuff. Come oh. on. And like Strange is like, he doesn't understand the power he has right there to be able to just do certain things. Like, mm-hmm. He doesn't quite get it. So, like, Kana's like, I really want that, but, like, I'm not getting involved with an Infinity Gem. I'm just yeah. not going to do it. So, like, Strange is like, here's the thing. I'll make a deal with you. You can have that. It will be 100% yours. They do a 50-50 split, usually. Mm-hmm. It'll be 100% yours. No strings attached. You can have it, but we have to get it off of this planet. Right. And she's like, all right. And, like, they start going through the arsenal that they have. And it's just like, all right, we got a couple of these. I got a couple of those. Like, it's very much like, you know, just like, all right. All right, I I got like three grenades. You know what I mean? It's like that kind of thing. Like, Mm -hmm. how can we cobble together like an attack on a planet of scrolls? Yeah. And um, she's like, she even has like a little like paw thing. She's like, it's like a, you know, it's like a forgetful thing. Oh, like a monkey's paw? Yeah, kind of thing. And it makes you forget. And he's like, she's like, this is, all right, no. And like, she looks up and he's gone. (laughs) Cause he just ran in. And, like, mm-hmm. immediately there was, like, use, just use the, like, um, element of surprise. Mm-hmm. He hits the uncle, grabs the time stone, and then the scroll reveals himself to be the one and only super scroll. Oh, yay! So, and, and like, um, later on, Stephen, or Strange is like, yeah, we refer to him as, as humans would the super scroll, so. Yeah, because he's got superpowers. So, you know, whatever. So he starts doing his thing, and, like, he's on fire, and he's rocky, and, and, he's, and... Yeah, and he's doing the whole thing. 
And um, Strange ends up utilizing the time stone to make him think he's in one place. And then he jumps through time a whole bunch of times and like attacks him all at once. Okay. And wins against him. And then like is all like depleted and they take the, the stone and they leave. Okay. And um, they get on the ship. And he's like, okay, we're going to take this and we're going to put this in right, the Right, Super Scroll had the, had the gem or the stone in Infinity, whatever the there hell. There you go. So. so he has this little box. He's like, we're going to put the stone in here and like, not even I can open it. We're just going to keep it there and like, that's going to be it. And she's like, you said I could have it. Oh, yeah. And he's like, I know I did and I really hate that I have to do this. And then he uses the claw thing of forgetfulness <sighs> on her. So he's just like, I'm, I'm sorry. And like, so when she's like, hey, what's, what's up? And he's just like, oh, no, we were talking about going blah, 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 blah. And um, she says, like, you know, like, he's like, what do you think? And she's just like, sure, like, I trust you. And, like, Aww. he has, like, in, like, one of the last panels is just him looking at her, like. I'm like, such a jackass. But, like, I have to do it. Because, yeah. Like, I have no friends in this universe. Yeah. Left. And, like, so for me, I was just like, okay, this was, like, a, like, insight into, like, Wade's understanding of the character. And yeah. where he might be taking him. So, I don't know, overall as a tie-in to something, this is one of the better handled tie-ins because it didn't divert us from the main story. Yeah. And it actually works in mm-hmm. the main story. So, we'll see what happens with this time stone because inevitably that's going to have to come back around even if it doesn't happen in, in this the story. book. Yeah. Um, I, it's fine. Right. All right, cool. So, there you go. Well, the so art the, looks good. Right? Yeah. Like, Jesus, Jesus Saiz is doing a really nice job. Yay. Um, I was It was kind of like weird at first, but I'm like really starting to dig it now. Cool. So. Awesome. Let's see how it goes. Nice. So that's it, right? Yeah, I think that's it. Well, see you guys next time. Now we're going to talk about this. This is Batman number 50, written by Tom King and drawn by everybody. Uh, This has been a long time coming. It's an extra-sized anniversary issue for only $5. Mm -hmm. You could jump into the wedding of the century. It's Batman and Selina Kyle finally tying the knot, getting together, and making things happen in a big old anniversary book that yep. has a whole bunch of really cool art in it. Um, mm-hmm. And boy, does it ever. It's got a really, really, it's got a lot of great art. It makes Mikhail Yannon look like a chump uh, when he actually has to draw a couple pages because woof. Yeah. Uh, compared to all these other amazing artists, it's like, oh, right, you're tracing a lot of crap. Uh, let's talk about some of the awesome art in this book. Uh, yeah, let's start there. Why not? Right? Yeah. Sure. Uh, this book is cool because it's got a lot of really great art in it. Yeah, um, I like the Lee Weeks, the Capullo, the Jim Lee. Uh, the Finch is just a reboot. It's just a reuse of the other one. I, mean, I like the Fabric page. I kind of like the Miller page. The I Miller page why. blew my mind, and here's why. Okay, so it op- the whole thing is, is is it's two notes. You know, like in weddings, we didn't do it, but in weddings, like the, the bride and the groom write each other notes, and they give them to each other, and then before you read them they before get married, you get married. Yeah. Uh, Batman and, and Catwoman do the same thing, and the the notes are the narration, and they parallel each other, and it's about eyes. They they where they didn't they thought they were a common blah or just a simple blah until they saw each other eyes and then they knew that they loved them forever and then king forgets his own continuity because apparently they were friends they like she's been breaking into wayne manor since like he got back so like whatever but anyway uh so they're talking about eyes and who gives a shit but uh there's this great moment which he like brings back from like his beginning of the of, of his of his of king's run on the series which is that uh batman remembers their first meeting being the pre-crisis 1943 origin or whatever, Mm -hmm. where they meet on a boat. Mm -hmm. And she remembers the uh, pre-New 52, post-crisis Frank Miller year one origin. Right. Where she was a prostitute. And by the way, uh, it's also paralleled within the page they got Frank Miller to draw. 
thought that was a really cool moment yeah. to get like Frank Miller's story paralleled mm-hmm. with Frank Miller's art. Yeah. And I got to tell you, like, it's actually some of the best Batman I've seen from him in a while, in a long time, in a very long time. I agree. Um, it's it's still got his like current Millerisms, like for example, uh, he's bald and like his like his cow's weird. Yeah. But the, the you, like you pointed out their their proportions. Yeah, the proportions are phenomenal. It's Dark Knight proportions, um, which is like bizarre, but like I I appreciate that and like. The Catwoman costume isn't bad. Like, overall, like... It's a straight up, like, it's the long Halloween costume. Yeah. It's so, like, I was pretty cool with this. Yeah. Like, I, I really kind of enjoyed it. And I really dug the uh, the, the Jason Fabic one. Uh, this is this one. Oh, yeah. It's where fun. he's wearing the old pre-Vigga uh, 2 right? post-crisis trunks Batman suit. Get used to that look, by the way, because I know you're going to see it when Detective Comics turns a thousand. Oh, yeah. You know they're going to bring those trunks back. They might. Uh, Mr. Roboto. Spoilers, it's not Catwoman, it's Clayface Woman. Lol. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, like that'd be that'd be funny. That'd be a crazy twist. Right. So uh, you get a whole bunch of uh, of, of beautiful full page images from like some of the top talent who have drawn Batman in the past. Right. Um, and throughout it, you also have the story, which I think there's like five pages of it. No, there's more than that. But like, it's here's the story: Batman and Catwoman are fighting Kite Man. Well, because... uh, hell yeah! And uh, Batman's like, why don't we just get married right now? Right. And she's like, no, I have to put it off. Because then the, then they'd stop reading the book. And she's like, sure, why not? Let's just do it. Like, right. What do we need? Like, oh, we both need a witness and we need a, a judge. And, like, he'll go take care of the judge. She'll get her witness. Yes. So Batman uncharacteristically finds a wino uh, judge, uh, gets him all liquored up, and then convinces him to sign documents. And we spent, like, a good 40 minutes at home with uh, the entire Compop team talking about how that would never work. I'm not going to waste time now. No, but, but like, how, like... It would never... Here's the thing. It's not even close to never working, and I know it's a comic book, so like nothing works. It's not like Batman could ever exist, blah, blah, blah. But like the idea that Batman would get a judge, and the judge would file actual paperwork, and that it would be somehow sealed, and that no one would know. No. no, you have to have a license. Like You have to have a license before you get married. And like once you have that license... Technically, you're married, really. I mean, except I think you right. have to do like, the one final thing where, like, the the the, the, the officiant yeah, signs, the official it off. signs it off. But like, you're you're pretty much all the way there. Yeah, you gotta have that paperwork. Otherwise, you could just have anybody do it, and it wouldn't matter because it's not really well. Because otherwise, binding. who gives a shit? Because like at the end, like because even if it doesn't work out, even if it doesn't happen, it, you, you could pretend like it didn't happen anyway. Because mm-hmm. there's no there's no like stakes. Uh, Tyler Brusso, Fabex was my favorite. You like uh, this in isolation. Yeah, I like the page on its own. Yeah. I think it was cool. Yeah, no, I um, agree. So yeah, uh, so uh, Batman gets the judge in an uncharacteristic and stupid way. Uh, Catwoman, however, goes, picks up the witness, which is, of course, going to be uh, Holly. Holly. Yeah, Holly Robinson. Who is so important that she was just a one-off character that Frank Miller created, but now she's really important, and she was important before. I get that, but like she's really important now because she's the linchpin of the whole thing. Yep. Uh, Silvery Cricket. I'm a fan of King's Batman. I will go to bat for it all the time. This issue was really bad, though. It felt like five pages and a bunch of variant covers. That's exactly what it was. Yep. Um, so, yeah, uh, Catwoman breaks Holly out so that she can be there for her. Oh, so. he meant, sorry, do you uh, do you like 50 in isolation? Oh, no. No, I don't. It's a bunch of cool images, though. They it make is. Great, they, make, they make great phone backgrounds and posters. Sure. So, yeah, so Catwoman breaks out Holly, and... Uh, and, ba- and then they fight uh, Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Tweedledum. 
Because, like, Tom King wants to prove that he's read a couple Batman comics. Right, so they um, do that, and the, the letters continue. And we'll talk about the letters in a minute. So Catwoman takes Holly back to Wayne Manor, where mm-hmm. they talk about the fact that they've always known it's Batman, but, like, she can't show her how to get up through the Batcave into the house. Mm-hmm. So, like... Even though all she has to do is Google where Bruce Wayne lives. Well, yeah, but, like, the, she doesn't know the Batcave's down there. Right, but she does. Because they took her upstairs. Well, maybe she's not paying attention. Maybe she spun around in a well, circle. Well, she's clearly like a, a criminal mastermind. So, um, meanwhile, um, Alfred makes Batman a sandwich. Um, and then... <laughs> yep. And then, like, um, they talk about the location of their, their marriage, which will be on the rooftops. Cause where they always, met. It has to always be the rooftops. That's where that's their place. Uh-huh. And then Selena gets ready she puts on the wedding dress yep that we all saw the images of and uh, kept striking and all that and, yes and uh and, and then we, something kind of nice happens in the book there's actually two great <laughs> pages besides the variant covers yeah. that, are, <laughs> that are actual pages in the book uh there's two brilliant pages that prove that tom king actually is a good writer because not only is vision a comic but there's also a number of other books he's written but he apparently somehow so, like some way remembers that alfred's a character and integrally involved in the bat mythos Something that everybody seems to forget. It's really frustrating, but mm-hmm. for like two shining examples, uh, we get some really great Alfred action. Yeah, and what happens is, it's like Alfred's getting Bruce ready. Yeah, he's putting on his little like morning coat kind of like thing because I yep. guess because they're getting married in the morning, so he's being proper in a sense mm-hmm. or whatever. And um, like Bruce is like fidgeting around in it, and like Alfred kind of makes fun of him for wearing a leather bat suit. Yeah, he's like, "How will I be able to move in this thing?" And he's like, "You move around and yeah, and like this like molded leather bat suit every night." Yes, so you'll find a way. You'll be fine. And then Bruce looks at himself, and he's just like, "I don't know. I, I look like my father." Right. Like he's trying to say, "Like, yeah, like this I, isn't I, me. This isn't me." And it's just the, it's it's a beautiful moment where he uh, he absently says he looks like his father, and Alfred's like, "You most certainly do." Yeah, and he's sitting there with like so much pride on his face. Yeah, and it's a nice moment. Yep, that's a nice. Thing. Like, what a beautiful moment! It's something that it's a moment that Alfred never thought he'd ever see. It's a moment that's just so incredibly like emotional and raw and real, yep. and and uh, and it's and it's just sweet. And then um, they do their first look. And they do their first look. Uh, and who cares? Uh, Silver Cricket, he gets the judge from Porky's from the Elmer Fudd crossover, which apparently makes that entire story canon now. Yeah, I noticed that too. There's no way it wasn't canon. I noticed Tom that Tom King wrote too. it and everyone loved it. It was everyone's favorite uh, yeah. Warner Brothers crossover. So like, no, I you know it was going to be in canon no matter I what. I saw that. I was like, all right, let's just, you know. Yeah. Um. So then, remember that, remember that issue of X-Men Gold? Yes. Number 30 that came out where magic mm. ruined Kitty's wedding by laying the seeds of doubt and that was enough for them to not get married yes so in this book Bat- or Catwoman is talking to Holly and like she's like I, that's not what I thought he'd be like you know always happy that kind of thing and like you know I always thought that like when he was happy he wouldn't be able to do what he does mm-hmm. and Catwoman's like what? <laughs> yeah and apparently that's kind of all she needed right there's one other thing that she does yeah um, and then we have the other nice moment between Batman and Alfred in which, like, Alfred's like, oh, you need your witness. Do you want me to call Master Dick or Master Clark? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Batman's just looking at his phone. He's not even thinking about it. And yep. he's just like, he's just like, no, it's going to be you. Cause it's it has like, to be you. It's always been, been you It's always me. been you. I couldn't do anything without you. Yeah. And like, Alfred's like. Yeah. Alfred's like, what? Yeah. And they hug. And that's and just incredible. It's adorable. Like, someone actually saying freaking thank you to Alfred. Right. And nope. acknowledging that Alfred is, like the linchpin to yep. everything yep 
So, um, so that was another... It's actually kind of amazing how, like, the Batman stuff is great. Yeah. And the Catwoman stuff is hacky and crap. It's terrible. And the Batman stuff is okay. Those Look at how evil and sinister they drew Holly yeah. in this page. Like, <laughs> Yeah. No, yeah, I've got plans. You're like, what? I know. The the the, 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 the prepubescent horror from year one is now a thing? It's like, a thing. And by the way, she was a thing, I know. They put her no, in there. And there was a whole thing we had to go to. We had to find Holly Al Ghul. And anyway, so. Uh, so basically, uh, Holly's driving Selena to their, to their rooftop. Yep. And um, Selena questions if she's a hero. And, like, what it means to be a hero. Like, sacrificing for things and yep. such. And, like, you know, like... That's her putting together what she feels like she has to do, and Holly's basically like, "Uh huh." Yeah, no, you are. Yeah. Totally. Heroes make sacrifices. Yeah, you should totally do that. And wink. Meanwhile, Bruce and Alfred are in the car together, and like, he's like, "Can I be happy, Alfred?" Yeah. And he's like, "You're gonna have to be." And right. I, and like, Bruce is like, "Hmm, hmm, hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, why not?" So then, at the end of the day, Selena's on a different rooftop. Yes. She's not on the, on their rooftop. No, she's on Kane Plaza. Yep. And um, Batman or Bruce is waiting for her, and like Alpha tries like to be like, well, maybe we should wait another hour. Yeah. And like, or like perhaps something like might have happened. Yeah, yes, exactly. Um, and um, Bruce is like, nope, she's not coming, and they both leave off the building. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and then it's revealed that the beneath Arkham Asylum. Yeah. Bane has been gathering forces. To yeah. to uh, to defeat Batman, you know, forces, to break him, like the Riddler and a Joker, and uh, I think that's that psycho, psycho pirate back there, mm-hmm. and the ventriloquist, and uh, ventriloquist, and uh, Holly, and um, uh, Hugo Doctor Strange. Strange. <laughs> well, he is technically Doctor Strange. <laughs> I know Hugo Strange. You Gotham girl. Yeah, classic Gotham girl. Uh, what? And uh, Batman. Uh, wait, Batman, you say? But Batman's in the book. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah, no. That's yeah. not Batman. That's No, no, no. That's Tom Wayne Batman. That's right. That's right. So That's that's Flashpoint Batman. The Batman who told him not to be Batman anymore. Yeah. Yeah, now he works for Bane. So, you know. What? Yep. I'm surprised Dr. Manhattan's not here. So, that happened. Um, so, reasons I'm not a fan of this book. Um, yeah. That ending... You made such a big deal about this wedding. And that's the thing. You had the invitations. You made it so that you were going to find... You're like, no, they can totally get married. It's like, I don't see how they can actually get married on paper, but you're going to show me, right? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Um, the, the letters themselves. Like, you could have done something really interesting with these. If you needed them to not get married... Yes. And, like, throughout the entire book... Which you don't need to not get them married, but... Like, right, but, like, let's just say you desperately need them to have them not get married. Yeah. Right? Do it in a poetic way. Right. So, like, in this, they talk about their eyes. And, like, how she thought his eyes were blue and they were heroic. And he thought her eyes were this green color. And in the green, there was the war going on between the blue and the yellow. And if the blue is the heroic, then the yellow is her more villainous side. Right. right? So why not, instead of it being that Holly lays the seeds of, like, her ruining him being a hero, Mm -hmm. lay the seeds of, like, because when they show up, like, when she shows up at the house, she's like, man, Selena, this is all going to be yours. Right. Like, nothing, like, is going to be your own life anymore. You're going to be in a life with someone else now. You're going to have to share everything. And yeah. You're going to have to, like, think about what he wants to do. And it won't be just about you anymore. <laughs> Which yeah. is, like, that could appeal to that part of her that mm-hmm. has lived her life like that. Like, right. create that kind of doubt. Yeah. Like, allow it to be in her nature. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so when she overcomes that, it's her, like... 
like her love actually overcoming it if they inevitably get married. Right. If or that, they don't. Which or is I the plan, know. according to everybody. Everybody's every, all the all the time. King apologists are like, well, no. I mean, they're obviously going to get married, but we wanted to really uh, screw over people who like the speculators market and also anyone who might have been like just interested in what's going on. You know, like we got we got the midnight premieres, we got the variant covers, we've got mm-hmm. the like two years worth of build up. Um, you have all the oh, oh don't forget the the like New York Times spoilers and whatnot like you have all this like stuff around it you're not you've lost your good faith with the readers in terms of like oh no 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 this is all a smokescreen I thought it'd be hilarious just do all this build and then have it not happen but then like 20 to 50 issues later it does happen like right no one's gonna I mean like people are gonna go because people are people people are desperate to buy things that they hate. And, like, so the reality is, regardless of the fact that, like, okay, you, um, you can't do another midnight release of Batman 100 where the real wedding is going to happen. Because you look like a complete asshole. Yeah. no, That's the problem. Like, you can do it, but you look like a complete asshole for doing it. Also, there's, like, this plan. Mm-hmm. Their plan really bothers me. Their wedding plan, regardless of their oh, no. all plan. Oh, no, all the stuff the around it. Their wedding plan, I'm just like, like, you literally have a thousand, not a thousand, you have several avenues where you could take this wedding, right? Yes. Um, you're friends with Arthur Curry. Right. You get married under the sea. He's the ruler the of ro- his own people. Yeah, you, you can, have an Atlantean marriage. You, you could do that. You could go to Themyscira. Right. Or at least have Wonder Woman That'd be like, cool. oversee it. Yeah. Like, you, you could You could just, do a hand-tying ceremony using the, 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 sure. the, the lasso. Why not? Like, you could have Alfred become a minister. Right. Or he's already been one. Or he's been ordained. Yeah. I, I don't know. There are so many different avenues that this could have gone. And because... It's like it's like it's almost like the writing was on the wall. Yeah. Because it was like this plan could have never worked. No. That's the thing is that, yeah, any if you use your common sense, like, it's like, oh, well, there's no way it could actually happen. And then it's like, when it doesn't happen, people are like, what? Um, well, it's more or less like there was so much build. You had, like you said, the tie-ins, the mm-hmm. whole thing, like the ah, well, and, and like the reason for it is just so. Well, because it's it's this is a love letter to himself. Yeah, you've been building towards this for fifty issues, and everyone who shows up at the end are characters you've either created or characters that are integral in your story. Yeah, and you're and, and they're all important because of reasons that you've created. You know, like, it's it's just part of another self-aggrandizing... I mean, the fact that the, that the story opens with Kite Man should say everything, really. Yeah. Um, Rusky9110 saying, What makes it worse is that the marriage did work in Earth 2, and Batman knows that, but Tom King doesn't. Yeah. Uh, Talon134, who would you guys want to replace King on Batman? Chris Priest would be at my pick. His Deathstroke, Deathstroke rebirth is amazing. I've heard good things about Chris Priest. I've read his stuff. He's really good. Um, I don't know at this point. Uh... But, I don't know what it needs. Yeah, and I wouldn't presume to know because I'm not an editor at DC. Like, yeah. let them pick a good writer. But, like, I, you know, somebody would want to do the Batmans that I would want to read about. Yeah. Uh, Taylor Petcher, don't forget, King has 50 more issues. It's all part of the plan, lol. Um, yeah, The fact it's that true. he keeps yelling about that, like, I just, I just, I don't know. Yeah, well, like, just... here's the thing. It's not like, if, if it is, if, if you have, if you've, if you have had the story outline for the, for the first 100 issues at issue one, mm-hmm. or even issue 10, or issue 20, then DC should know that already, and they wouldn't have made these kinds of publishing decisions. 
They wouldn't have made all this hype unless they were like, we're going to lose all our good faith with our readers by making a lot of hype around something that doesn't really matter. Like, yeah. let me pitch you an idea here. Let's say that Marvel did this. Let's say that Marvel said in an interview with CBR or, or, or an announcement on something. Like, let's say that Marvel said, we're going to get Mary Jane and, and Peter Parker back together. Okay. They're going to get back together. Yeah, it's going to Somebody happen. says that. The remarriage of Peter Parker and Mary Jane. Because this is, this is called the wedding issue. There's a... There's a freaking wedding album coming out in September. Eat shit. Wedding album. I know. Uh, So so you can't say there's no way that people would do that. So they're saying there's a wedding. So let's say the remarriage is happening. It's going to happen in two years and we're going to build towards it. They do all these stories about it. Mm -hmm. All these things happen. Maybe like they kind of get back together then they break up and you're like oh but issue 50 is coming out and I know they're getting married in issue 50. And then they they do rekindle their relationship and everything comes together and there's 16 tie-ins that all have anything to do with oh there's like yeah there's six individual tie-ins that have complicated titles that refer to the wedding and are building towards it. Mm -hmm. There's a huge uh, confusing uh, moment with Norman Osborn where you're like, did he die at the end of this story? And it, and that's the prelude, right? That's the penultimate issue before they get married. Mm-hmm. And then there's a special spectacular wedding issue, 16 variant covers and every single influential Spider-Man artist came in to draw it. And then at the end, they don't get married. Yeah. If I pitch that to you, you call me a complete asshole. Yeah. And you'd cry foul. You wouldn't say, well, hold on a minute. Let's ask with the author what he had planned. Let, 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 let's give them the benefit of the doubt. If I pitch that, if I said that was the plan, you'd call me an asshole. And you'd say that I was trying to steal your good favor. And your money. And your money. Like that I was going to trick you into spending your money on something you think is going to happen. And then I'm going to laugh all the way to the bank. And then, like six issues later, they get married anyway. Like whoops! Like it, a Trojan did on you. Ha <laughs> ha! Like yeah. th- it would. It, it you would think I was being intentionally deceptive. Yep. And that's exactly why people are so pissed at this issue. Oh, and it's true. And like they've, like you said, like they've lost a lot of good faith. You, on top of all that, you decided to launch a series about Catwoman. Right. From this. Yeah. What do you think people's reaction to that are going to be? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you think it's going to sell out? You think it's going to be a huge, a huge boon? Right. Like, like what? It's just. It's just I don't know. So the Red Samurai says mm-hmm. Jason Aaron and Lee Weeks would replace Tom King. That'd be cool. Lee like, Weeks did some art in this and it's awesome. I, yeah, um, maybe. Uh, Carl Analot or Analo says, uh, what is Thomas Wayne what? doing with Bane? Uh, good question. Now it could be that they oh, need to... ruining Batman's marriage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because that's the whole thing. Like, now he's broken. Yeah. <laughs> I, I broke to... his back, but now I broke his spirit. Yeah. You know, he, he, uh, he killed a 13-year-old boy. In like the desert one time. Yeah, you know what and, it is. And uh, that like, him being sad that a girl doesn't want to like marry him. I know. Like, sucks. It does. It's... But like he killed a boy in the desert. No, you know I, what I mean. I like Dissato was beaten to death and exploded, and he and he was Batman that day. Yeah. No, I know. Like, how could he be broken? Batman has. His, like yes, breaking like someone breaking your heart. It's like you it's feel different. Like, it's different. You feel like you can't go on from that. But like Batman watched his parents die. Right. He's watched too many people die. He's watched a lot. He's of an people intricate die. network of friends. Yep. But you know that this is going to ha- factor in heavily to the uh, heroes in crisis story. I guess. Yeah. It's just. There's just. You know, I know that people like will say that like, we've never been fans of King. There are some things that King has done with Batman that I enjoyed. 
Yeah. There honestly were a couple of things. Hey, watch our off the, off the rack episode where I was like, hey, this might be kind of cool. Yeah, no, honestly. Um, and there was part of me that wanted this to really work out. Yeah. Like, however it was, like, whichever way it went, because honestly, I wasn't sure what was going to happen with No, it. I, I deliberately, like, I heard rumblings, but I didn't know for certain I and I had no idea. Happen, but I was kind of hoping at least it would be, like, well written. Because yeah. I like, like, Mr. Miracle. Right. And, Mr. Miracle's an incredible series. And I enjoyed Vision, you know? Vision's so like, great, too. I was like, maybe he's going to really pull out all the stops for this. Yeah. And, like, it just fell flat. Yeah. So it's like... You, not only you didn't deliver on anything, which right. that's your prerogative, man. That's your prerogative. Yeah. But you didn't do it well. Yeah. And that's for me the biggest crime here. Yeah. For me, the biggest crime is the deception, is the deliberate financial yeah. deception. And like, and of course, we could talk at length and about the whole New York Times thing. And like, now that's it's a whole like, other episode. Was that like intentional? Was that like we know was. damage control? Yeah. I mean, like in that sense. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Where like, like they were like, maybe they were like, oh no. Like these people aren't like going to be. Like this is this is an they're idea. gonna want re- they're gonna re- re- want refunds. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Kane's world saying I'm a fan of Tom King's Batman. I did not like this issue because of how unoriginal the Batman can't be happy and be Batman yeah. concept is. And King does know Batman married worked because of Annual Number Two, which was the story where like yes! he's in the future and he's married to Catwoman. That's right, and that was so sweet. Yeah. That was another, I was actually the one I was like, this is a great issue. That's what I'm saying. Like, the reasoning behind them not getting married in here doesn't work. No, and it could be... You had, if you're, this was your plan the whole time, you had 50 issues. <laughs> to plan Good reason. Thing. To make it not dumb. The fact that Elmer Fudd's, like, judge or whatever is in this means <sighs> that there's no way this was planned from issue one. Uh, but that being said, uh, that's the end of the episode. That so let's is. talk about some recommendation books that are coming out this week that we think you should pick up. But before we do, uh, also, if you like us streaming and you like watching this young lady, you should check out the Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash comicpop uh, TV. Yeah, we can Comic hang out TV. with me and my not my too short hair. Yes, uh, and, and you can uh, and you can watch Tiffany play video games. It's going to be bat-themed. Today, it is going to so. be bat-themed. If you're, like, look, if you want to just take it out on Batman. Right? We're going to put him through the ringer. This is the girl hey, that Hey, Catwoman's in there, that. too, so it's going to be great. Uh, but check that out. Anyway, so let's jump into it. Uh, so these are some books that are coming out this week that I think you should check out. Uh, obviously, Superman number one comes out. Don't pick that up, uh, you well, know, because because we'll no. check it out um, for you. I'm trying to remember what the other one was. There was one book from DC that I was like, oh yeah, Flash number fifty. I'm very excited about Flash War. I've been really enjoying the crap out of it. I think you should definitely check it out if you haven't already, but I know you are because you're probably a DC fan. If you're watching this episode about Batman 50, you're probably reading, reading Flash. Read Flash 50. Uh, it, 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 it's really cool. It's yeah? Just, yeah, it's straight up cool. And right. if you're like an old school DC fan, you're like, what's going on with the Flashes and time and, 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 and Wally and no justice for Wally and maybe Bart too. Like a lot of cool stuff in there. So Flash 50, I feel like there's going to be something huge in there. All right. Um, and yeah, so yeah, check that out. Uh, Flash fifty. That's that's totally fair. Um, um for me, uh, over at Image Comics, you heard me talk about it, and like I think one of our first episodes of our live streaming off the rack. Um, is Sola number four is coming out. Um, if you like fantasy or like uh, Studio Ghibli, um, but want a comic instead of a manga, I would check that out one hundred percent. This is number four. Uh, just a really beautiful, beautiful book. Mm. Like, talk about, like, really fun story. Not sure where it's going yet, but still, like, like the mystery and the excitement that's going on there. But love the actual look of it. Just okay. so, so lovely. And it's issue on issue four, you said? Uh, issue four. The new one's coming out um, by Brendan Fletcher and Carl Herschel. 
just a lot of fun. Um, also, over from Marvel, guys, we just talked about Doctor Strange. Uh, if you want to get the first issue of that in print, apparently they're going back to print with a variant cover. Yes. Um, so you could check that out as well. True. So there's a lot of coming out this week. Yes, um, there is. Uh, it's funny. This is gonna be like this is like a weird week because we just came off of like. Yeah, I can imagine this. a lot of like. I can imagine mm-hmm. it's it kind of being like the first day of school after a long vacation. Yeah. People just trudging into the comic book store like I just need something. Yeah. To make me feel good. Um, but that said, uh, Amazing Spider-Man, number one, technically, whatever the hell, 803. Yeah, Legacy number eight. Legacy number 308, or 803 is coming out. Yeah. Uh, this is, of course, written by Nick Spencer with our, with, with Invincible Art by Ryan Otley. Right, all, like... All different, all new. <laughs> I was afraid to say it, I was like, But it really I... is all new, it's very all different. Uh, so check that out, because, uh... I will. I don't know what to expect. I read the free comic book day issue and I was like, meh. Mm. Like like a great big meh. Yeah. So I'm kind of like on the fence as yeah. far as whether I can endorse the book. Right. But I think you should check it out because... I, and I definitely... I saw someone in the, like in the chat mention why go back to number one. I think because of the fact they want to let you know if you have not been reading Spider-Man because you didn't like Dan Slott. Yes. This is a fresh start. This is time... This is your time to shine. Exactly. Right? Like, so I think they're trying to do it to, to distance themselves from the last... Yes. I'm very <laughs> curious. Uh, and by the way, they're not going to fix everything in one issue. So I'd give it a couple issues, but I will... Be, be checking it out along with you. Yeah. And we'll be covering it, no question. No, absolutely. So check that out. Uh, and of course, yeah, I think that's that. So I want to thank you all so much for hanging out with us and watching this show and of yeah. course supporting this channel. If you have never seen Comic Pop, click the subscribe button, click the bell, get the notifications. We make a lot of different videos and comics uh, discussions and content and whatnot. Uh, but of course, if you uh, are also Twitch inclined, go to the Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash TV. Watch everything we do over there. And yeah. we'll see you guys next week with another episode of the Off the Rack. I'm Sal. I'm Tiffany. Thanks a lot for watching. Bye. Bye. Bye.